Welcome to Refresh. This is Pastor Kim Robinson. It's my desire that you listen, that you can experience blessed faith and creative life with this Kicks Ministries and Victory Harvest Church podcast. Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for what you are bringing forth, the message that you have. And I thank you, Lord, that our hearts are ready to hear and receive and experience that hundredfold return, Lord, a thousand times more than we already are that you've brought forth and are bringing forth in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so my opening scripture today is Revelation 1-2, chapter 1, verse 2. Who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. I want to talk about bearing the record, bearing witness. And here is talking about John is bearing record of the word of God the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. So first I want to talk about that the father bears witness of the son. Then the son bears witness of you. And then the spirit bears witness of truth. They all bear witness of the word. They all bear record of the word and the testimony of Jesus Christ. So I'm going to say that again. The father bears witness of the son the Son bears witness of you, and the Spirit of God bears witness of truth. So we bear record, and we bear witness of the Word, and we bear record and bear witness of the Son. So as the Father has borne witness of the Son, just as John said here, uh, just as it's said of John here in Revelation 1-2, who bore the record of the Word of God, the testimony of Jesus Christ, and of all things he saw. We are bearing the record of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ and everything that we see. I want to tie this to Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 19, where Jesus is talking. He's just given the Beatitudes, which to me is the (laughs) blessing of the Lord. He's saying, blessed is the man, blessed is the man, blessed is the man. We have the blessing of the Lord. That is the witness of the son to you. The son bearing witness of the blessing to you. And the father bearing witness of the son who is bringing the blessing to you, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ, the fulfillment of God's word, and bringing everything to you to see. But he's not just bringing it to you to see, he's bringing it to the world to see. And here it is in Matthew 5, Verses 13 through 19. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. So let me bring this out. He's saying there is a covenant of salt, so to speak, here. But stepping off of that right now and thinking about what does salt do? Salt brings healing. And you are, he's saying, you are, he just spoke the blessing. And now he's saying, you are the salt of the earth. But if you lose that witness or that record, how's it going to be salted? So the witness of the sun to you is what makes you salty. You're good for nothing. You're cast out, trodden under the foot of men. You're not a witness to anything. But he goes on and he says, but you are the light of the world. You're a city that's set on a hill that can't be hidden. 
He's saying you have, you know, in John 1, it says in the beginning was the word, the word was with God. I quote that so many times. The word was God. And he says that he was the light to men. Your word is a lamp unto my feet. You are the light of the world, a city that is set in a hill that can't be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it gives light unto all that are in the house. This is bearing witness. Jesus bearing witness of you and you bearing witness of him. And the father bearing witness of the son. Verse 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Here it is. Bear witness of that light. Let that light shine before men that they may see the goodness of God, the record of God, the witness of God, that the father will be glorified. So the blessing of the Lord glorifies the father because the father bears witness of the son. The son bears witness of you and you have all things seen and you're the light of the world. There's a record that is being kept a witness that has begun from the beginning of time when God came and he created the heavens and the earth to the very end of the book of Revelation with Jesus fulfilling every point, every record of the word of God. He, the father has borne witness through the son and the son is bearing witness to you and in you and through you, and you are bearing witness of him. That blessing, you know, to receive what God has brought for you is a light that's shining. That's your good works. This isn't talking about how wonderful you are. (laughs) It's not talking about how great you are in doing what you're doing. Your good works. When you are connected, we keep talking about this, you know, and it's really a vein of what we're talking about. When you are connected to the vine, when you're connected to Jesus, those fruits are going to show forth because he's bearing witness. The fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the blessing, everything. Jesus said in verse 17, he said, I didn't come to destroy the law or the prophets. I have not come to destroy it, but I came to fulfill it. That's verse 17. He came to fulfill the fullness of God, everything. You know, there's hundreds of prophecies in the Bible and Jesus fulfilled every single one of them. And the mathematical equation says it's impossible for anybody to have done that. Down to riding a donkey (laughs) into Jerusalem. He didn't study it and figure out how to do it. Down to, you know, where the prophecy said he would be born of a virgin, born in Bethlehem. You know, there's just so many, so many that you don't even understand or know. You know, there's a um, person who is a Messianic Jew. And I asked them, I said, what made you accept Jesus Christ? And she said, well, I've studied, you know, the, the Torah. And I understood with the title, Son of Man. You could only get that title if you fulfilled all of these uh, prophecies that she was aware of, hundreds of prophecies. And she said, and when I read that he was called son of man. She said, I realized he had fulfilled these. He couldn't wear that title if he hadn't fulfilled them. And she said, and what I then began to realize as I began to read about him in the word of God, she said, I found out he did it for me. 
And this is what he says here. I didn't come to destroy the law. I didn't come to destroy the prophets and what they said. I'm not come to destroy, but to fulfill it. She said, I saw him fulfill it for me. Verse 18, he said, for verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass away, not one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till it all be fulfilled. When you write out the uh, Hebrew language, there's, there's what you call jot and tittles. It's all little pieces in the, in the writing of it. And he said, not even one tiny jot or tittle, like the dots and the, you know, the periods and the, <laughs> the commas that we would call it. The, he said, not one of them will pass away. I fulfill it all. And he goes on and he says, whosoever therefore shall break one of these commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least of the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall he be called great in the kingdom of heaven. He's not talking about people getting into works here. He's talking about being the light of the world. He's talking about the father bearing witness of him and him bearing witness to you and in you and through you and him bearing witness of you. And here he's saying, the only way to be great in the kingdom of heaven is to fulfill it all. And that is who I am. I am that I am. And in Revelation 1-2, again, it says, we bear record of the word of God. We are bearing record that it is he who is the fulfillment of the word. He's the fulfillment of the law. He is the fulfillment of all. And we are letting that light shine, what he has done and recorded in us before men that all men will see the goodness of God and the Father would be glorified through the Son and what he has done. So the scripture in Revelation 1, 2 we're talking about is about the revelation of Jesus. We bear record of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ and all things that he saw. He there is John. And the scripture here is saying we're bringing revelation of the word. And it's the word that God has brought forth through the son. And we can bear record of this word just as John did. Your testimony in his word bears record of the word of God and it bears record of the testimony of Jesus. So when you receive Jesus, you are bearing record of him. The word of God, that living word of God that he fulfilled, who he is and what he's done. I'm going to look at John chapter 1, verses 29 through 49 and break it down a little bit. So first in John 1, 29, it says, 29 through 31, the next day John sees Jesus coming unto him. And he says, behold, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, after me cometh a man which is preferred before me. For he was before me, and I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water. So John is saying here that Jesus is coming unto him, and he's saying, oh, wow, behold the Lamb of God. Suddenly he has this, you know, as we find in 1 Corinthians, the gifts of the Spirit, he has this word of wisdom and I mean, word of knowledge here. And he's saying, wait, this is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Suddenly the Son is being revealed to him, bearing record and witness to him who he is. And he's saying, after me cometh a man which preferred before me, but he said, I didn't know him. I didn't know it was Jesus. And all of a sudden, 
Jesus is made manifest to him. And he's saying he's going to be made manifest to Israel because I've come baptizing with water and I'm going to baptize him. And John realizes that this is Jesus because the father bore witness to the son. And how did he do that? (laughs) First, John says he's the lamb of God. I didn't know him. Well, in verse 33, John declares what happened. He said, I knew him not. So he repeats it. He said, I knew him not. But he sent me to baptize with water. The same said it to me, unto whom thou shalt see the spirit. And he makes it clear in verse 32 that he saw this. So the father is bearing witness of the son here. And John, it says in verse 32, bear record saying. So John now is saying, I didn't know it was him. And suddenly I'm seeing this is the lamb of God. And he's saying, In verse 32, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it abode upon him. I saw this happen. The father is bearing witness of the son. The son is there and the Holy Spirit is bearing witness of truth. Who is Jesus? And the father, the son and the Holy Spirit, the full Trinity of God is right there in that moment being bearing witness and bearing record. And John said, I have seen it. I have seen it. This is Revelation 1-2 that we're talking about. And he said in verse 33, And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same as he which baptized with the Holy Ghost. And I saw, verse 34, and bear record that this is the Son of God. We bear witness of him. He reveals himself to you. He reveals his word to you. And the Father, through the Son, by the power of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, revealing who he is, revealing what his word says, revealing the blessing to you, revealing those things, and you are bearing witness, bearing record that this is the Son of God. Well, at this point in verse 35, John's witness brought disciples. And it goes, and again, the next day after John stood, two of his disciples began looking upon Jesus as he walked. And John said, behold, the Lamb of God. He's still saying it. And the, the, verse 37, it says the disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus. That witness of the Father to you, that witness of the Son in you, the witness of the spirit of truth to you, through you. And your spoken word in every area of your life is bearing record of him. And here you will see here that even the bearing record is not just for the uh, blessing in your life. It's for others to follow him. And Jesus turned and saw them following. And he said unto them, what do you seek? What seek ye? What seek ye? As you bear witness and bear record of the word of God, who he is with the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Jesus will reveal himself and he'll turn and he'll ask each individual, what seek ye? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and then all these things shall be added unto you, Matthew 6, 33. And he's saying personally to these disciples, what do you seek? And they said in him, Rabbi, 
which is to say interpreted master, where do you dwell? Where are you? Where do you dwell? Well, first let's erase the teaching here that says Jesus didn't have a place to lay his head. He was talking about his authority. He wanted to, when he said that scripture, he was saying, let me put my authority, the authority of my word, the authority of who I am in your life. Because here, when they said, where do you dwell? He takes him. He takes him right where he lives. So, so God's going to take you right where he is. He'll meet you where you are, but he's going to take you where he is. He'll meet you right where you are to get you to that blessing, to get you that place of glory, to get you in all that he has for you. So as we're talking about John bearing witness, and as we're talking about how you are bearing witness, because you are the light of the world, God wants you to receive his blessing, that abundance that he has brought through the sun, everything. He wants your light to shine because when you receive that blessing in every area, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, Socially, physically, financially, every area that blessing works, I didn't say environmentally, <laughs> in every area of your life. He cares about every single thing, every jot, every tittle, every point. You're blessing you and coming in and going out, lifting you above and not beneath. That is the glory of the Lord. That's the light to the world because it is the goodness of God that leads to repentance. And his goodness brings the fullness of that blessing for others to see. Well, as we've talked about how the father bears witness of the son, how Jesus bears witness to you, how you are bearing witness to the world. Now let's look how Jesus bears witness of his word. Colossians 3.16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. And he goes on and says, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to God, bringing that refreshment, bringing that wholeness. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Do you know, even in Jesus' death, he bore witness of the word to the soldiers on the cross. In John 19, 31, 37, it says, the Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on Sabbath day, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. So the natural uh, way of doing things for the preparation for the bodies to come off the cross was breaking their legs. They would go through and boom, boom, boom. And the reason they would break their legs was because they had a little bit of push to lift themselves up because when you're hanging on the cross, what's happening is you are going through an extreme amount of suffocation because you're being pulled up and you can't breathe like this. You're just, and you lift your, push your feet up and you still get that life. And so men on the cross were, were actually going after life. They still had a fight in them. Can you even imagine the fight to live, the fight to survive? And they would just push up. And so the soldiers would go by with these big sticks and they go, bam, and they would break their legs and boom, they couldn't push up anymore. So then it was <gasps> complete suffocation in the end. And they couldn't, they couldn't live. Well, here the prophecy was that his legs would not be broken because Jesus gave his life. No one took it. You can't take the life of God. 
he gave his life on the cross. Verse 32, it says, Then came the soldiers and break the legs of the first and of the other, which was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus, ah, they saw something. Jesus didn't wait for them to break it. He fulfilled that jot and tittle of the law where it said his legs would not be broken. No bone on his body would be broken. They saw he was dead already. He had gave his life. But one of the soldiers then reached up and they pierced his side to bring out blood and water. They did that because they wanted to empty the rest of that life out of him. And that soldier saw, verse 35, and, he, and it says, And he that saw it bear record, and his record is true, and he knoweth that he's, what he saith is true, that ye might believe. Here it is. This soldier knows it's true. He is bearing record. We did not break his legs. He gave up his life. And he saw that. And verse 36, for these things were done that the scripture should be fulfilled. So the soldier bore record that Jesus gave his life on that cross. And that key soldier is a part of the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the power of God and salvation. And you could take this that Jesus himself bore record that he knew that the truth, you know, the spirit of truth was in this prophecy that many would believe. And as we look on, we can see that Jesus bears record through his resurrection. And Peter speaks about it in Acts 2.32. God has raised this Jesus to life and we are all witnesses of it. The witness of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Now, this is something really amazing to me here. We could go to 1 John 5, verses 6 through 10 and verses 12, verse 12. And we see something here that God is saying about the witness of the Son, the witness of the Father, and the witness of the Spirit. God is bearing witness of who he is. We don't need to be challenged by the condition of the environment all through the world. Christians being persecuted. You know, it's sometimes it's so easy to to box yourself with blinders, you know, they would put blinders on horses in parades so they couldn't see to the left or the right because their peripheral vision would cause, you know, so much movement so fast that the horses would react. So they would put blinders on to keep the horse going focused. Well, sometimes we silo ourselves so much that we have blinders on that we don't even realize that there is a world, as I've said before, that doesn't have equal opportunity. (laughs) God is all the blessing. He is no respecter of persons. He brings opportunity to every person for the blessing worldwide. And we take our, take the blinders off and we can say, God is revealing and bearing witness to himself. You know, there was a group of, uh, unreached people and these missionaries learned their language and they took years to study their language. They learned how to speak it, They learned what these people were about. And finally, the day came and they got there to that uh, village and the people ran to them. And of course, now they could understand what they were saying. And they said, what took you so long? And they said, what are you talking about? 
They said Jesus bore witness to us. I'll say it that way. Jesus came. He spoke to us and he said that there will be people coming who will bring you my word. And they had, you know, backpacks, I'll say, full of the word of God. And these people had already heard the gospel preached through Jesus himself. You can't limit him. You can't be moved by who hasn't been reached or, you know, what message, you know, don't fret yourself over evildoers. God himself is bearing witness of who he is, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the witness is the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, the word of God, the blessing of God. He's bearing it every day in your life, every moment. The word of God, the life-breathing breath of the power of the Holy Spirit is breathing his word, his life, who he is to you. And in 1 John 5, 6 through 10 and verse 12, it says, and it is the spirit that bears witness because the spirit is truth. And verse 7, for there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. Oh, what an amazing scripture this is. The Father, the Word, and the Spirit are one, bearing record in heaven. That word bear record is martyreo. It means to witness, to affirm, to bring it for the hearing, to bring it through experience, to bring it through knowledge, revelation, because it's taught by divine revelation and divine inspiration. It's coming through divine. It makes me a divine revelation. It makes me think when Jesus went to Peter in Matthew 16, he said, who do you say that I am, Peter? He says, you are the Christ. You are the one. You, you remove burdens, destroy yokes. You bring the blessing of God. And Jesus said to him, the father, which is in heaven, revealed this to you. It wasn't flesh or blood, but it was divine inspiration and revelation bearing record in you, the record in heaven, the father, the word, and the Holy spirit. It goes on in verse, uh, I'm going to say this again in verse six. Well, I'm going to go on to eight first. And then he says, and there are three that bear witness in the earth. So we have three that are bearing witness in heaven and three bearing witness in the earth. And the three that bear witness in the earth are the spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. What does that mean? (laughs) You have in heaven the Father, the Word, the Spirit, and you have on earth, you have the Spirit, the water, and the blood. Well, let's take Colossians chapter 3, verse 6 to give us definition of what verse 8 here in 1 John chapter 5 means. And that is this, Colossians 3, verse 6. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood and blood. And there are three that bear witness in the earth, the spirit, water, and blood. It is Jesus Christ himself bearing witness of this earth. He walked this earth and he said, I, you look at me, you see the father. I am bearing witness of the father. You look at me, you see the blessing of God. You see the salvation of God. And the, in heaven, what's happening is the word has come, the father, the word, the Holy Spirit, In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. Jesus is the word. 
Jesus, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bearing record in heaven, bringing that record to earth, bearing witness of the earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, because Jesus Christ is he who came by water and blood. (coughs) Jesus is bearing that witness, that inspiration, that revelation on the earth of who the Father is, who the who God is, who the, what the blessing is, who he is himself. You know, one thing that I find interesting too is the word water oftentimes represents people. And so you could also take it, you know, if you want to loosely look at it that way, because Colossians 3, 6 makes it very clear that it's Jesus Christ bearing witness on the earth, the spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water and the blood covenant of Jesus Christ. But think about those waters being people. The sun drawing, bearing witness to you, of you, for you, and you coming in and you are part of that witness in this earth through the sun. He goes on in verse nine and he says, if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he has testified of his son. So witness of men can be throughout the earth. We can hear that. But the witness of God is greater. You know, (laughs) the Lord's taught me my responsibility is to preach, to be the witness of the word, to preach the word, to preach who he is. That's a calling. To, I write movie scripts to bring a message of the gospel through uh, drama, or we write it through Camp New to bring it through um, laughter and joy, and we bring it to children, and we bring it in every way we can. And that's the witness of men. But the witness of God is greater for the witness of God testifies of his son because he bears witness to the heart. He reaches the heart. I learned it's my responsibility to follow the call of God on my life, to be in unity and covenant with him for purpose. But it's his responsibility to bring forth increase. Word of God says Apollos planted and or one planted and one watered, but it was the Holy Spirit that brought increase. It's God's movement on men, bearing witness. And in verse 10, it says, He that believes on the Son of God has the witness in himself. So as you believe, your faith connecting, you have the witness within you. That faith connection, believing in your heart. That witness of him within you is the spirit of truth. It is the word of God. It is himself bringing that forth in your life fully without question, beyond measure. His word bringing forth that light to you. His word is a lamp unto your feet, a light unto your path. And again, in Colossians 3, 16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Jesus has been made unto you wisdom. He's been made unto you righteousness. He has been made unto you redemption. He has been made unto you sanctification. You are set apart by the spirit of God. 
And we could be encouraged that the Jesus himself is bearing witness of his word in your life. What you have to do is connect and receive. Connect and receive and believe and grab hold of that. I believe that he is who he says he is. And I will hang and steadfast hold on to without question that the word of Christ dwell in me richly in all wisdom. You know, what's the difference between knowledge and wisdom? Knowledge, you may know a whole lot of stuff, but wisdom tells you what to do with it. <laughs> what do I do with it? You know, that's where you could look and, you know, uh, the fivefold ministry is meant, you know, the hand of God, the apostle, prophet, teacher, evangelist, pastor. What are they there for? To bring witness, you know, but they don't have to be smarter than the average guy. Jesus, you know, the word of God says he takes the foolish things to confound the wise. Those who have a whole lot of knowledge. When you have wisdom, that's that fivefold ministry is supposed to be bringing the wisdom of God. The wisdom and operation of the witness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. How he puts it all together. What he does. So much time is wasted on what you think you know. But when you have the word of Christ dwelling in you richly, bearing witness of the son who has fulfilled everything in himself. Again, we can go with Galatians 2.20. It's no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. The anointed one in his anointing living in me. And I now live by the faith of the son of God. I live by him, his witness in me. His way of doing things. Revelation 1, 2. We bear record of the word of God. The testimony of Jesus Christ. His testimony says that he didn't even consider the cross because he saw the joy that was before him. This is in the book of Hebrews. He didn't resist to bloodshed. And that resistance and that challenge of humanity in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, your will be done, not my will, Lord. The Father bearing witness of the Father and the Father bearing witness of the Son. So he could bear witness in you that you would be the light of the world. A city set on a hill that can't be hidden. Let your light shine before men that they may see the good works of God in you. That they may see the goodness of God. They may see the blessing that blessing of Abraham that we've been grafted into where when, you know, the, the father said, God, the God of covenant, Jehovah said to Abraham, he said, I will bless you and I will make you a blessing. That's what he desires to bless you, to make you a blessing that your father would be glorified, which is in heaven through the son working in you by the spirit of truth. Hallelujah. Father, I pray in Jesus' name. All that you have here, all that you said here, what you have done here, and all that you have done for us, in us and through us, that we embrace and receive that hundredfold return of your word. And that the word of God, the word of who you are, Jesus, fulfilled in us, just richly dwells in us and is embraced in us 
and bearing witness to in and through us. And we give you praise for that hundredfold return of your harvest of your word in every area of our life. And we receive the promise in the son that the father has borne witness to. And Holy Spirit, you are the one that reveals truth. And I pray, Father God, as people listen, that they have you, Holy Spirit, revealing truth to them, that they experience the fullness of the revelation of who you are. And as you say, what do you seek of me? Because the light is shown in their lives. They can answer specifically, and you care and love them. And they will experience the goodness of God that all the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is glorified as goodness, that other people can receive your goodness and we could experience and dwell and live by faith in the fullness of your promise and your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen.